just wanna have fun, clap my hands, turn around now and dance, dance, dance. I just wanna have fun, clap my hands, turn around now and dance, dance, dance. Welcome back to In the Field. I am really excited today as we are doing a three-part series recapping Utah Tech Week. This is part one. I have Kyle Spencer here. Kyle is the chief of staff for Utah Tech Week, so we're going to chat about how he got involved with Tech Week, uh, his favorite events, the most interesting, weirdest things that he ha- saw happen, and then just the overall benefits. I think it's a, it's a good idea for us to just rehash it because Tech Week was so great. Uh, I think most of us are sad that it's over. <laughs> and also just to help prep people in the future, next year and the years beyond, as they consider attending and try to figure out what events to attend. Hopefully this serves as a, a good starting point to figure out uh, what your level of involvement should be. So with that, let's go ahead and welcome Kyle to the show. Kyle, thanks for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Love talking about Tech Week. Love talking about great things going on in Utah. Awesome. So my first question is, how in the world did you become the chief of staff of Utah Tech Week? And then the second part of that question is, what does that mean? Those are really good questions. Um, and I... I guess I'll say that I am the chief of staff of a staff of zero. So that that tells you a little something. But there are many people involved with Utah uh, Tech Week. Yeah. Um, we've got Trent Mono is the founder. Kat Kennedy founded, you could say, Tech Week as well. And we've got Nicole Berriman, who's an event management coordinator extraordinaire. Nikki Utley. And, a, and then another like full-time volunteer named uh, Nico. Sorry. Yeah, Nico Zona. And then another gal joined us partway through named Kelly. So I helped all of those people do things as anything came up. Now, most of them just did anything that they could. So, yeah, chief of staff, I helped in any way that I could. How did that happen? A year ago, when we went to Tech Week 23, I saw what was going on. I was really busy um, having an exit from a tech company at the time. And when I left, I was like, hey, I wonder what I want to do. Did some traveling. Uh, helped with Silicon Slope Summit on the volunteer side. And I'm like, I saw Trent. I'm like, Trent, you're doing Tech Week again. Let me help you. He's like, okay, yeah, let's talk. So sent me a text. He's like, what do you want to do? Because people say they want to help all the time. And I sent him this big, long list. Like, I could do all of these things. Basically, I'll just be your chief of staff. He said, yeah, you're, you're joining a meeting on Wednesday. Let's go. So that's kind of how it happened. Super cool. Well, Trent's a great friend. Not only has he been a guest on this podcast, but he's also an investor in Mobley. And the the coolest thing about that is we actually first met Trent as part of Utah Tech Week back in 23, which was um, year one of, of Utah Tech Week. Mobley had just incorporated at the very beginning of January of last year. And about a week after we incorporated, I started seeing all of this chatter on LinkedIn about Utah Tech Week. And what the freak is Utah Tech Week? I mean, I I like Utah. I like tech. I'm a startup founder. Maybe I should should look into this thing. So um, so I, I got access to the the infamous spreadsheet of events mm-hmm. that that Trent created, literally in Google Drive. And I I couldn't quite figure out what it was. Um, and then like every day I logged in, there were like twice as many events as the day before. And before I knew it, there was was over 100 different little events associated with Utah Tech Week. And um, one of them I saw was a pitch competition. 
and it was for a hundred thousand dollars. Like, okay, well, I'm a startup founder. I need money. I guess I guess we'll we'll pitch. And the way they um, the way they picked the finalist was through Kinetic Ventures AI bot Wendell. Mm-hmm. So they they did this like thirty sixty minute questionnaire for each founder, and there were three of us at the time. And wouldn't you know, like three days later, we got an email saying we were selected as a finalist. That was the coolest thing ever. And ended up pitching, getting to know Trent. He, uh, We didn't win. We were by far the earliest company there. But as a result of that, Trent and I developed a really good friendship. He invited us to participate in a startup accelerator that Convoy was doing. And then they ultimately invested in us. And and the rest is history. And it, it really all started with Utah Tech Week. Mobley would not be where it is today without it. That being said, Kyle, I think it's still kind of ambiguous to a lot of people what the, what in the world Utah Tech Week is. Would you mind giving a little bit of a, a deeper explanation outside of like the pitch competition? What What is Tech Week? Why does it exist? Yeah, for sure. First of all, congrats on making it to be able to pitch like yeah. hundreds of people, companies, go through that process to try and pitch. So yeah. that shows something about Mobley and you as a founder that you made it to that stage and even more so that you got investment from a convoy afterwards. So um, awesome to see. And that's precisely what Utah Tech Week, that's an example of what Utah Tech Week does. You showed up maybe not knowing what it was, but you left with so much more and a lot came from it. Uh, Utah Tech Week at its core is... It's a grassroots uh, set of events made by the people, for the people, for anyone, and anyone can host. Um, the vast majority of everything is free. If it's not free, it's usually just the costs of maybe what it would like the per person cost to run the event. But in 24, I think only like 2% of events were charged. So 98% of events were free. Um, so yeah, Utah Tech Week is created and organized to help grow the Utah Tech ecosystem and create those connections and let people learn, network, and create opportunities during and after Tech Week. Okay, cool. Do you know Do you know the final count of how many events there were this year? I think there were 120 last year. Yeah, so in 23, 114 events. 114, okay. And on the spreadsheet, officially 197 in uh, 2024. So not quite doubling. Not, not quite 200 events. Yeah, and that's just what was like officially on there. Yeah. Like there was one event, a great one up at Builder Studios in Bountiful. It was like an all-day event. Yeah. You didn't have to go to all of them, but they only listed one, even though they had like seven events throughout the day. So that you, we could have added seven, like six sure. more if you wanted. So. I mean, we had over 200 events. Those were like official events. There were all kinds of maybe off the spreadsheet events. So it's growing. And that's a big spreadsheet and lots of room for improvement. Um, interesting to know, though. So we, we took surveys um, from those who like were event creators and hosts afterwards. And then also we did a survey, let anybody who attended share information. And we learned a lot. So I can dive into some of that information if you care. I, I'd love to hear it. Okay. Yeah, give me give me some stats. Some of the high levels um, are that about 40% of the people uh, attended only like one, two, or three events. Okay. So that it's interesting to think of that we have like some people that are going to many events, maybe about half, 
Um, some people going to as many as like 25 and 30 events, but um, on average, people are going to about three or four events. And so as we think about how do we help the average person, but still some people that only go to one, two, one or two events, and then some people are going to 10 or 20 events, there's a lot of different needs uh, within that. So um, that's that was one big finding. Uh, another finding, and I think is something you asked me to think about, is like what what's like the best event or um, the, the most popular event, so to speak. Yeah, that survey came back um, about 13% of the people, and we had hundreds of people respond, so it's relatively significant in terms of statistically significant. About 13% of people loved the opening party. Another, The second biggest winner was the pitch event. The third biggest winner, which is still about 10% of the people who responded, was Sace's Taco Night. Um, and so th like those top three events uh, comprising like more than a third of the respondents' favorite or best event didn't really have a lot of content in them. I guess the pitch event yeah. does have content, but it's not like really like here we're, we're sharing this information with you. But they, they were networking, yep. entertaining, food involved, and just like a great buzz, a great vibe, a lot going on. Um, so that's those are some of the findings from the survey. And the other thing that we wanted to learn from the survey is like, where do we need to improve? Like, what's not right? Um, and, and we learned a lot. Um, in that category, but I'll first say that in terms of like an NPS, like would you recommend uh, Utah Tech Week or would you come back? We had like a 76. So that's a high NPS. It's a really high NPS score. So, I mean, for those that don't understand how NPS scores are calculated, you take all of the nines and tens, you throw out the sevens and eights, and then you subtract the... Um, the sixes and below, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's pretty incredible that that you got a seventy six. That's it's almost unheard of. All right, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Which, if you've listened to any in the field episodes before, you know is my company Mobly. If you are in event or field marketing, you know that you should be using Mobly to manage your events, capture leads, and get that data enriched, pushed right into your CRM. Within a couple of minutes, Mobly is really the only solution out there that does it. Now, if you are in event or field marketing and you are going to B2B MX, the Experiential Marketing Summit, or Event Tech Live over the next couple of months, be sure to reach out to Mobly, get a conversation going. We can meet up. We'll buy you dinner. And if you are based in Utah, we are one of the premier sponsors for Restart Utah, which is in Provo at the end of March. Find us at getmobly.com. Reach out if you're at any of those events, and we'd be happy to chat in person. Cool. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Okay. So the so the benefit to me if if I am um, if I have never been to Tech Week before and I'm considering going in the future, the main reason you're saying that I should consider being involved in Tech Week is for the networking. Is that right? Yeah, I would say that that would be a top reason. Networking, just getting to know the scene, and then second, there's there's great education. Great things to learn at Tech Week. The majority of the events were content, educational, you know, panels, speakers, presentations, yeah. workshops. So yeah, networking number one, education number two. I, I agree with that completely. Um, you know, the, the title of this podcast is in the field. It's about being out there in person. Uh, our company is built on face-to-face -face interactions because we see so much value in that. 
And now as a two-time attendee, aka 100% attendee of, of Utah Tech Week, I can say that if you care about building your network and building relationships and you're involved in Utah in any way, shape, or form, that tech, then Tech Week is far and away the number one place to do that. And the reason is because of the, the grassroots movement and the variety. It's not like you show up and are walking around an exhibit hall for two days straight, right? You you pick and choose the events that are most valuable to you. So for me personally, I, I spoke at two events. One um, was just more of a keynote where I was sharing things not to do at events, ironically enough, an event about events during an event. Yeah. Um, and then also had a Q&A session from uh, Brian Brown, who now now runs Channel Partnerships at Utah Business Magazine. He... Um, he had Chris, my co-founder, and I do a burning questions interview, which is his ripoff version of um, of Hot Ones, Hot Wing Challenge, and just just dove into our founder story, all of the struggles with starting a company and everything while eating incredibly hot hot wings. That was super fun, but I also felt like the content was was pretty valuable because the questions came from the audience. So if you if you want to learn, there are plenty of people to learn from. If you want to network, you can network with anybody. You don't have to be a founder like myself. You can be in sales. You can be in marketing. You can be a developer. You can be an investor. There's so much value uh, regardless of, of who you are because there are, like you said, 197 events that are all different and, and really catered toward different audiences. So you can go through that. And if you take the time to pick and choose events that are going to be most value, valuable to you, then you've already done all the work. You know you're going to get the, the value out of it right exactly yeah i love that one of the taglines that uh trent often says is utah tech week is very much a choose your own adventure experience because yeah. with 197 events to choose from you can't go to all of them it's, it's impossible several of them are at the same time and not every event's going to appeal to everyone but we are making a solid effort to have a wide variety of events and events that can include all types of tech sectors and people cool so for kyle specifically what was your favorite event during all of utah tech week i'm glad you asked that because if, if you just asked me what was the best event i i would say i wouldn't know it would yeah. be up to somebody that, that's else definitely yeah. a, a subjective one. Yeah. yeah but for me my favorite event was uh right here in silicon slopes headquarters and it was an event put on by the Silicon Slopes SAS chapter. Thank you, Pete Larkin. But Cash Allred was like the yeah. presenter. It was amazing. It it had a really long title, but it was something about like like why raising is really hard and why it doesn't usually work for most founders and the right way to do it. And after he was done, it was about 50 minutes of presentation. He's like, I've never talked that much ever at one time, but the content was incredible. Like he had incredibly sound rationale as to you know startup founder and advisor and key stakeholder percentages of equity and how to raise at the right time how to prepare like the window in which to raise it was it was really really powerful information cash is at antler now right cash is yeah. at antler yeah yeah so i unfortunately had to miss that event because i was speaking and doing the hot wing challenge at the exact same time um that that's one kind of understated benefit of Tech Week is the quality of people that you can network with in a much more intimate environment. Like 
Cash is a cool guy. I know him, but he's not incredibly accessible. Like he lives in Colorado and he's a busy BC. The fact that you had like this small, intimate meeting, having meaningful conversations, with people of that caliber across 200 different events, I think is, is super powerful. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that was a great event. I was excited about it. And then I saw the, the timing and was sad I couldn't make it, but I'm, I'm glad that provided some value. So one event I wanted to talk to you specifically about, because we were both there, uh, was one of the unlisted events. Uh, and I, you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, it was it was unlisted because it wasn't known that was going to happen yeah, until a, a few hours before. So it did get on the list, but you had to really be like watching that list religiously to know that it was there. Yeah, let's talk about it if we can. Yeah. We can only say so much. Yeah, we can only we can only say so much, or else we might get beamed up by aliens. <laughs> um, so. Wednesday afternoon, Trent Mono put out a post saying that there was a um, kind of an impromptu session with Brandon Fugel, and it would happen at 1130 at night, location TBD, mm-hmm. right? And for those of you that don't know who Brandon Fugel is, not only is he the most prominent real estate, like commercial real estate broker in the state of Utah, uh, one of most prominent in the world, but also he is the owner of Skinwalker Ranch. And if you you a, haven't seen a the, recent acquisition, <laughs> yeah, well, he, he bought it eight years ago. Oh, okay, but uh, it didn't announce publicly. it yeah, till, right. till a couple of years ago. Uh, there's a show called Secret of Skinwalker Ranch on I think Discovery Channel. I've seen a few episodes. Um, it's a yeah. T- tell us what you can about this. So. Ex- Super grateful for how kind Brandon was just to open Super. up his office yep. and let 40 entrepreneurs, people involved in the tech scene, show up and learn from him. And, and it was a mix of like Brandon's ideas on business and just advice in general, but largely weighted towards like some of his experiences with, um, yeah gravitational pull and skin paranormal activity paranormal activity and so forth i love what he said he said before he i mean he bought he bought skinwalker because it was a good opportunity and he isn't you know invest in real estate he didn't believe he didn't think that there was any such thing as uh, paranormal activity um but i think i would be okay to say that he had an experience at Skinwalker with several other people present uh, that made him an experiencer. So he believe so he he has had an experience with paranormal um, uh, influence. It was it was fun. The, the, I I think the the funnest part about that was the secretive nature of the meeting. How and like it was it was a curated list. Anybody could apply, but then Trent had to approve you. So it was all people that that he knows, likes, and trusts. Um, it started at 11.30. It was supposed to only go till 12.30, and it went till about 5 in the morning. I, I, yeah. I, th- had a meeting. I, th- I think it was yeah. 3, but yeah. You, we were all tired. Maybe, maybe it yeah. kept going. I left it, at 3, but I, everyone I was out. It, I left at 2.30. Yeah. I think there were 6 or 7 people that stayed till about 5 a.m. Okay, I believe that. You showed up in an alien costume. Yeah. Yeah, I happened to have an alien costume from uh, Halloween. And when I heard that aliens might be present or what would you do if an alien did show up was one of like the questions on the curated registration. I was like, aliens are part of this. And 
because I hang out with Scott Paul and he wears costumes frequently, I'm like, I might as well wear a costume. That's amazing. It was really <laughs> funny. And sitting down around this conference table, and then Kyle walks in with a blow-up alien costume, and we all just lost it. That was that was amazing. It was fun. Uh, super, super interesting conversation, and I, it was definitely special to be part of that group that was able to hang out um, with a person of that caliber. So um, as we as we wrap up here, Kyle, are there any like last parting words of advice for somebody who who is considering getting involved with Tech Week next year, but is a little bit on the fence? Any any last thing you would like to say to them? Yes, I would say find the event that makes the most sense to you and maybe two or three if you could and show up. Uh, we are striving as like a committee of Utah Tech Week to make the event better. Like an MPS of 76 is great, but we know there's lots of rooms for improvement, lots of areas for improvement. Um, thinking about like the spreadsheet, how to sign up or find the events, thinking about the quality of the events and um, you know, maybe the locations like is there a way to centralize it a bit to make it easier so we're not driving around so lots of ways that we are going to work to make it better for 25 and keep that week special and awesome but yeah we because the hosts we kind of let it be available for anybody we can't guarantee that the quality will be like perfect with every single one of them so come to more than one because if you go to two you're almost guaranteed to have at least one really great or amazing event but most likely two Awesome. Thank you. That's that's fantastic advice. I'm so grateful that you were willing to, to come here on such short notice and, and participate in the conversation. And I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. Thanks again, Kyle. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.